This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's Bible reading will be taken from the book of Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25 and I read in Jesus' name. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be, take, will be like ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet the groom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lambs, they didn't take oil with them, but the wise ones took oil in their flask with their lambs. When the groom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. In the middle of the night, there was a shout, Here's the groom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins got up and trimmed their lambs. The foolish ones said to the wise ones, Give us some oil, because our lambs are going out. The wise ones answered, No, there won't be enough for us and for you. Go instead to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. When they had gone to buy some, the groom arrived, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the rest of the virgins also came and said, Master, Master, open up for us. And he replied, Truly I tell you, I don't know you, therefore be alert. Therefore be alert. Because you don't know either the day or the hour. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For it is just like a man about to go on a journey. He called his own servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one talent, depending on each one's ability. Then he went out on a journey. Immediately, the man who had received five talents went, put them to work, and earned five more. In the same way, the man with two earned two more. But the man who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five talents approached, presented five more talents, and said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I've earned five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were, you were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's glory. The man with two talents also approached him and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I've earned two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. The man who had received one talent also approached and said, Master, I know you. You're a hash man, reaping where you haven't sown and gathering where you haven't scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I went off and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. And his master replied to him, You evil servant, 
if you knew that I were that I reap where I haven't sown and gather where I haven't scattered, then you should have deposited my money with the bankers, and I would have received my money back with interest when I returned. So take the talent from him and, and give it to one who has ten talents. For everyone who has more, more will be given, and you will have more than enough. But from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. And throw this good-for-nothing servant into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Praise the Lord. We're going to stop here, but you can go ahead and read the rest of the chapter. That's... um from verse 31 to 39 and that's basically basically talking about um sheep and goats just you know we could actually read it let's go ahead and read it when the son of man comes in glory and all the angels with him then he will sit on his glorious throne all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goat he will put the sheep on his right and the goat on his left then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous, righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or without clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will also say to those on the left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't take me in. I was naked, and you didn't clothe me, sick and in prison, and you didn't care for me. Then they too will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or without clothes or sick or in prison and not help you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of these least, you did not do for me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The righteous into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, eternal rock of ages, we thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. We thank you for the miracle of sleeping and waking up. Almighty Father, this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it because that is what your word says. This morning, Father, we come to you, O Lord, in humility, Father, to learn at your feet, to be broken, O God, before you, that you would fill us up Fill us up, O God, and mold us up again in the name of Jesus. Let your word, Father, which is sharper than a two-edged sword, pull down, O God, every 
obstacle, every hindrance, oh God, every wall of darkness, oh God, every manipulation of evil in our lives, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. As your word comes this morning, let it come with brimstone and fire, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. And let it let it find its place in our lives, in our situations, in Jesus' name. We will be careful to give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to quickly summarize what we read this morning. We have just read the book of Matthew chapter 25. And that's actually talking about um, three different parables. Jesus loved to talk in parables a lot. Just to give us a better understanding. Because, you know, the kingdom of God is is mystery. It's a mystery. So the best way he gave us, you know, he could help us see the, you know, get the idea of the mystery was in parables. So he thought in parables. He taught in parables a lot. Praise the Lord. So the first parable was the parable of the ten virgins. The ten virgins. So he says the kingdom of God, the Bible says the kingdom of God is like um, the, the story of the ten virgins. Right? Whether it five wives virgins and the five foolish virgins. These are very, very popular parables and I'm sure you've heard them, you know, at one point or the other. But for the benefit of those who are just newly converted Christians or newly converted or that have never had the opportunity to hear this, I'm gonna just um, you know, summarize and teach us. Praise the Lord, with the help of the Holy Spirit, of course. So the ten virgins um, there were five of them that were wise and the other the other five were foolish, right? And they were preparing to go for a wedding banquet, waiting for the groom to come. And five, the five wise virgins had extra oil in their lamp. And the other five foolish ones didn't have enough. They were all Christians. So basically, all these ten virgins were in the Christian um in the Christendom they were Christians right they were all Christians but five of them were wise five of them were foolish five of them were prepared five of them thought ahead that look while we were, we were waiting it's possible that the oil in our lamps would not see us through we need to go with some extra oil. And so they took some extra oil. Praise the Lord. They went the extra mile. The other five just took what they were Christians as well. They were, you know, they were virgins in the parable. They were virgins. They were, you know, they knew the word. They knew that they needed oil to keep their lamps burning. They knew they were going for a banquet to see their groom. So they were prepared as well. But what they did not do was to go that extra mile. What they did not do was to think ahead that they would they might need more oil while they were waiting, you know, should the oil go out, which was exactly what happened. Because when the groom came and it was time for them to go to the wedding banquet, then they realized that they didn't have enough oil to see them through. By the time they had gone out to get more oil, the groom had arrived and the door of the wedding banquet was shut. Praise the Lord. Now, this may be, um, 
this may be a, a story of a wedding, but in reality, it is a, a scary situation. It is a scary situation because what that means is that as Christians, we have to prepare. We have to be prepared because rapture can happen at any time. Jesus can come at any given time. And then he wraps up that, that parable by saying, No one knows the day or the hour. And that is why, as Christians, we got to do things. I mean, procrastination is one of the most dangerous tools that the enemy uses. Procrastination. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, yeah, let me just finish this first. Let me just finish work. I'll do it later. The Holy Spirit is nudging you. Everyone has been in that. I've been in that situation myself. You know, you know, you procrastinate. You feel you have more time. I have more time. You're buying time. The Holy Spirit is nudging you. Go preach the gospel. Go tell somebody about Jesus. Go do this. Go do that. Go do this. Even in our personal lives. We got to get rid of procrastination. We have to get rid of procrastination. It is a dangerous um it is a dangerous weapon that the enemy uses. Praise the Lord. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, we have overcome. So if they had known that they would need more oil, they would have taken it. We have to be on guard. And that's why the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Pray at all times. Recently, I saw the video of a, a, a lady, a new mom. She was, she was changing her baby's diaper. She was speaking in tongues. She was nursing her baby. She was speaking in tongues. You know, she was doing her laundry. She was speaking in tongues. That's how we should be. All times. At all times. I know that life can be busy. Really, really busy. You know, you can get all entangled in all of that. And, you know, not make out time to pray or make out time to study your Bible. Now, this is another weapon that the enemy uses. They keep you so busy and you have this feeling that every other thing is so important, but not your Bible. Even though you know that your Bible is important, but for some reason, you just feel like every other thing is urgent. Oh, let me just quickly, I need to quickly do this. I need to quickly attend to my child. I need to quickly send this email. Let me quickly do this. Every other thing seems urgent. And then you gradually, gradually put your Bible reading and your personal time with God on the back burner. That is a weapon of the enemy. That's a trick of the enemy. And you have to be wise, like the wise virgins. You have to be wise. You have to go the extra mile. Yes, I know it's important that I get up and give my child a bath, you know, at this time because he needs to go to school. But... Because I want to put God first, I will have to get up earlier to read my Bible and have my personal time with God. That's going the extra mile. That's the extra oil that you need. Yes, I need to go to work. I need to do this. But first of all, I have to create my personal time with God first. I have to say a word of prayer. I have to communicate with God. I have to, you know, like speak to my father first. Because even the Bible says that you should you know, commit your ways. Commit your ways to the hands of the Lord. And he will order your steps. So, um, overcome that overcome that temptation. The temptation to put your personal time with God on the back burner. Overcome that temptation. Go that extra mile. Take that extra oil. 
like the wise virgins. Be a wise virgin. Be a wise Christian. Go the extra mile. It may not be convenient for you. It may not be convenient for you, but trust me, it is better for you. It is better for you. It keeps you prepared at all times so that when the trumpet sounds, you will be rapturable. So that when the groom comes, you will be able to make the wedding banquet. You don't want to go getting you don't want to go to get your oil when he's already arrived. That would be too late. You cannot begin to want to you know like if let's say the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about something, to do something, to join a, a, a group or to just do something, kingdom advancement, um activity or program or project or whatever it is, or say to the Holy Spirit is telling you to begin to sing for him or whatever. And you keep procrastinating. And when the trumpet sounds, you want to quickly go and do it. That would have been too late. That would be too late. There's, there's no need for that. The groom has arrived. So what the Bible is teaching us this morning is that we should be prepared. Be prepared. That's the motto of the Boy Scout. We're, we are an army. We have to be prepared at all times, in all seasons. Because no man knows the day or the hour. No man knows the day or the hour. It is so easy to get lazy. It is so, it's too, too easy to say, oh my God, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I need to go do this. Let us overcome that. Let us be a wise child. Let us be a wise Christian. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that gradually takes us into the next parable, talking about the parable of the talents. So a master had given, you know, shared out some talents to his servants. So he gave five talents to one, he gave two talents to another, and he gave one talent to one. And he went away. By the time he came back, the servants who had the five talents and the two talents had um, invested and traded with the talents and got more talents. And the one who had one talent just dug a, a you know, a hole in the ground, kept the kept the talent. And waited for his master to return. Praise him. And by the time the master returned. He was like oh what's going on. You wicked servant get the you know like. Go into the bot- bottomless pit. That's where you belong. You're so selfish. You're so wicked. And then he took that one talent. And he gave it to the one who had invested five. Who had already. Because he invested five. He got five more talents. The other, that, the other one that invested two. Got two more talents. Praise the Lord. And then the one that had the 10 talents now, he got even the extra talent of the one that did not invest at all. Praise the name of the Lord. What is this parable telling us? This parable is telling us that for every gift that God has deposited in us, he expects us to use it. To use it for kingdom advancement. He expects us to invest these talents to win souls. It doesn't matter if it's just one person that you're singing to. It is, and I keep saying singing. I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, I sing, you know. But it doesn't matter. Just invest those talents. Don't keep it to yourself. And I say this a lot on this podcast. Whatever God has deposited in you is not for you to conceal. 
The Bible says that we are the light of the world. The light that is set on a city, on a hill, a city set on a hill, cannot be hidden. We are that city. Let us let our light shine. Let us use our talents. You definitely have a talent in you. You definitely have this something that God has deposited in you. Every child of his that you can use. Look deep down on the inside of you. What can you do? How can you use it? How can you use your talents or your gifts for the propagation of the kingdom of heaven? Because the truth is when the master comes, every one of us is going to give an account. And I know that in these days and times, people don't want to hear messages like this. People would rather listen to prosperity messages. How to become rich, how to live in wealth, how to do this, how to do that, how to get more cars and more properties. Wealth is, a, is part of the total package. But that's not the core. It's one of the benefits. Abundance is one of the benefits of you know, of following Christ is one of the extras that we get. But the core of who we are, the core of our purpose, first of all, is that personal relationship with him. Is that soul winning, soul winning is so dear to God's heart. Soul winning because he wants each and every one of us to make heaven. And not just to make heaven by ourselves, but to bring along as many as we can by the help of the Holy Spirit. And we have to continue to preach messages like this because it keeps us in check. It keeps us in check. It helps us to make sure that we are focused on the right things. So this morning, I'm charging you. I'm charging you. I'm imploring you. I'm encouraging you to please do not take these times that we're in for granted. Christ is coming soon. I'm sure you've been hearing that over and over again. If you look at the parable we just read, he says, yes, the, room, the coming of the groom was delayed. We're in that time. It's been delayed. We're in that time. But that trumpet can sound any time. It can sound right now as I'm preaching this word. Have that mentality. So stop pushing back the things that God is speaking to you to do. Stop pushing back. Stop, stop procrastinating. Go forth. Preach the gospel. Go forth. Gather the souls. The harvest is ripe. The laborers are few. Don't be a foolish virgin. Make time to speak the word of God to somebody. Make time. And good a thing, technology has made it so easy. You don't have to physically go out into the streets anymore to do that. Back in the days, that used to be the only way to do it. To do evangelism. Now you can use social media. You can use all the tools. You can use email blasts. You can use something as simple as your email to just share the word to all your contacts. You can use phone text messages. You can send messages to all your contacts. You can use your Instagram. You can use your Twitter, your Facebook. There's so many tools out there that technology has provided. Praise the name of the Lord. 
And while you're at it, while you're gathering the souls and preaching the gospel, remember to keep your life in check. Remember to be holy. The Bible says without holiness, it is impossible to please God. Remember to keep your lamp burning like the wise virgin. And God help us. I pray that none of us will miss heaven. I pray that by the time the trumpet sounds, all of us will have more than enough oil burning in our lamps. And we'll make the wedding banquet. In Jesus' name. And as you prepare yourself, also prepare your loved ones, your family, your mom, your dad, your siblings, and everyone around you. Make sure they are rapturable. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you because it pierces our hearts, O oh God, and it opens our eyes to see the truth. It opens our eyes to see your love, your heart for us, O oh God. This morning, O oh God, we accept your love. Father God Almighty, we ask for the grace to go out and preach the gospel boldly, like Paul did. We ask that you fill up our mouths with your words, Holy Spirit. Help us to preach your word in the name of Jesus. Help us to be fishers of men for you in Jesus' name. Every spirit of fear and timidity and lukewarmness, O oh God, and procrastination, we cause you to die from your roots in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We'll be careful to give you all the glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. To you be all the glory. To you be all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right there, child of God, you have it. Go out there and preach the gospel. And remember that everything that you do, Jesus sees you and your reward is waiting for you in heaven. God bless you. Bye-bye.